0: Hey everybody, it's Mike. We are back with a new episode of Working It Out. We have the Sklar brothers today. The Sklar brothers, Jason and Randy Sklar, have been longtime comedy friends. Uh, I actually worked as a warm up person on their show Cheap Seats on ESPN Classic when I first moved to New York. It was actually my first IMDB credit They have many specials, they have many albums, they're always on tour. There are so many things they do that are great. Right now, at Nowhere Comedy Club, they're doing a virtual show of their podcast, Dumb People Town, on February 27th, with special guest, Jack Black. That will be hilarious. I was a guest on one of their virtual shows before. It was super fun, super funny. A really cool group of people who goes to those shows. By the way, I should mention, we just announced another uh, one of my virtual shows, which is the International Pizza Party. End of March, we're doing uh, four shows virtually. Get your tickets now. It's gonna be all pizza jokes, (laughs) pizza slow round, pizza special guests. Uh, But today, enjoy uh, some of my favorite comics and also some of the best people at Yes Anding Jokes, which is what working it out is all about. Enjoy my chat with Jason and Randy, the Sklar Brothers. Ooh. Ooh, I can't thank you enough from when I when I was on your podcast, you sent me a gift box from Zingerman's in Ann Arbor. The best. One of my favorite delis in the country. Yeah. And it was pure joy. Oh, oh,
1: man. That place for us, I mean, that's where we went to college, uh, University of Michigan. No, we went to the University of Zingerman's. Zingerman's. We literally <laughs> went to a delicatessen. I majored in coffee cake. with a, <laughs> with a <laughs> minor, the minor in magic brownies. With actually a minor in 100-year-old uh, oh. aged uh, basom- balsamic vinegar. <laughs> like, there was a point where I went to <laughs> Zingerman's last time and they... They showed me a hundred-year-old aged balsamic vinegar. And I'm like, they're like, here, take a little. We're like, no. No, Please don't. I know it's high up on a shelf, but some kid is going to break that.
0: (laughs) Zingerman's is, by the way, I have no problem having a little ad for a local business. Hell yeah. This is our ad for Zingerman's. Yes. This is completely unrelated to the company, because we I don't know the people at the company. Do you know
1: the people at the company? So we know people who know them. You know, we have friends in Ann Arbor, <laughs> but like, we're not. They're
0: like, they're like the Wilt Chamberlain of delis. It's like, <laughs> no, no, I don't know Wilt, <laughs> but I know people who know Wilt.
1: I know people who've slept with Wilt, yes. It's six, <laughs> it's six degrees of a Kevin Bacon Lettuce and Tomato Sandwich.
0: <laughs> that is so beautiful of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I feel like... That's one thing that you guys and I have in common in terms of sense of humor, which is you'll go to the pun. I don't even know how you'd describe this because I have it with my Massachusetts my bit from Thank God for Jokes. Yeah. You'll go to the pun if it's worth the trip.
1: Yep. Oh, we, we have a new joke. We have a new bit that we talk about wanting Elon Musk to come out with his own cologne. Yes, of and course. <laughs> call it Musk Musk or Elon Musk. But <laughs> well, we we said that we had a cologne, we had a men's fragrance in the nineties, that if we had come out with it today during the pandemic, we would be billionaires. We'd be Elon Musk. Uh, we said that it was a a fragrance that smelled like Macaulay Culkin and, and it we was called, it called it home cologne. cologne. <laughs> it's the cologne you wear when you're at home. You're wearing cologne. You want to feel like you're out, but you're at uh, home. It's got to be airtight, though. You're right, Burbigs. It's got to yeah. be airtight. If it's not airtight, then it's not worth the trip. You're so right. You
0: have to do the math all the time because you're like, <laughs> okay, granted, if I do home cologne, there's gonna be a couple groans. Yeah, so, totally.
1: And we say that's your that's that's your problem.
0: You know, puns are similar to props. It's like there's a certain point in, in guitar comedians. Yeah, There's a certain point in time where people are like, prop comedians are hacks, guitar comedians are hacks. And it's like, oh no, not all of
1: them. Yeah, Nick Thune. Nick Thune is a hack. Nick Thune is not a hack. Flight of the Concords, they're hacks. Okay. Tenacious D, really hacky. Yeah give me a break. It's yeah. Look, it's just the way you do it. And and again, it's not something we go to all the time, but you know, it is fun. It is enjoyable. It's it's like you said, it, you got to do the math whether or not you want to do it, but it is mathematical in its own right, you know, like to figure that yeah. thing out.
0: You have to be judicious with your puns.
1: Yes, yes. Agreed. So agree.
0: I was reading your wiki today Yeah, and there's a great line, which is, on a mother's day themed episode of at midnight, yeah. <laughs> the Sklar brothers mother Annette was asked to pick her favorite son and she picked
1: Randy. <laughs> I know. Without, Without hesitation. That I was think a, it. Said. That, was a joke. that was a bit that we did for the show. We we were like how funny would it be if you sort of innocently asked her and we didn't know if our mom could carry off the comedy and she did. So and we she said, hardwick just just do it like just gently ask her like a joke. she's ne- like she's going to back down and not say who she, th- like, you can't choose, like, you just can't choose your favorite kid.
0: Is there a hint of truth to it?
1: Yes. Oh, uh, no. No, I'm joking. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's none. She's, they, that, I gotta give them credit. Both of our parents did a wonderful job of raising us in a way that they had individual relationships with us. Uh, they, our dad's no longer with us, but our mom still does. But they also raised us to kind of, they, they did a really good job of walking a tightrope on everything. It's why we are together, why we work together today. You guys should rely on each other, but not be dependent on each other. It's such oh, a that's
0: fascinating.
1: weird line to, you should be friends with each other, but not have that be your only person that you're friends, you know?
0: Wow. Yeah, that's a fascinating thing. And it's like, I was talking to the Lucas brothers about this because- Similar to the Lucas Brothers, y- you you guys generally agree on yeah. stage, as opposed to the Smothers Brothers, who famously disagreed. Right, and they were the comedy of disagreement. And in some ways, the comedy is
1: agreement. It is. It's it's like two minds building it on each other in a way That's that right. other people can't. It's, it's a weird. It's almost like, and I think you the the fact that we are twins almost affords us that because. There is a tiny bit of wish fulfillment, I think, for some people out there who may or may not have a sibling or may not have a close relationship with their sibling. And so they see twins on stage and they're like, ah, I wish I had somebody who if I started throwing this thing out, they would lob yeah. it back and together we would build this thing. And it would it's the fun of it together.
0: My brother Joe and I have been collaborating on writing comedy for, yeah. man, since since we were kids, basically, right. and and professionally as grown-ups. And, and the thing that drives him crazy is that he wishes he could do what you guys do, yeah. which is he could, like, veto my comedic idea in real time on <laughs> stage.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because, you know, he'll write a joke, and then I'll go up and do, I'll do my version of it. But right. there's no one who can stop me at
1: that point. Nope. And he'll be like,
0: no, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever have that in the post
1: game? Yeah, yeah, definitely. and Or definitely, or like, we'll come up with an idea and then you're in the middle of it if it's not working well, if one of us bails, which rarely happens, you know, on it because it's not working well. It's like, you didn't play it out to the end. You got to play it out to the end and just see yeah. if anything is there. And, you know, that's part of it because, you know, I feel like we do a lot of writing together it's almost like a band i mean it's the perfect thing for this podcast and why we love this podcast so much as fans of it that you you come to and i was talking about this yesterday with our buddy ben glebe who does nowhere comedy club where we all do our shows on there uh that it reminds me i don't know if you saw the the bogdanovich documentary about um tom petty
0: yes yes
1: So just, but there was a moment when after I think Damn the Torpedoes, they're on tour and they're writing, while they're on tour, they're writing music for the next album and, and Tom Petty has the waiting. Just the opening riff just the opening guitar riff for the waiting he's in he's in his hotel room and they're and the band's like on the he keeps like walking into their hotel room and just playing over and over again do 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 and he just keeps playing over and over again and people they're like can you please shut the hell up or write the song that's what they said they're like this is a great riff but just shut up or write the song but the idea was he brought this then they helped him i think they joined together they did and he brought this kernel of this of this riff that then the whole song was built out after it. And I feel like that's the way we write a lot of our comedy, which is, here's an idea. This is something that happened in my life and what's the larger truth out of it? And then what are our, our roles in it, as you were talking about before? I mean, our old joke about the Smothers, because we're not the Smothers brothers. Our old joke was that mom loved the Smothers brothers more than us. (laughs) <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, you know it's like or love them best. But I mean, it's it's you know we we couldn't be that. I just remember there when we were first starting out, people would be like, "You got to be the dumb one, and you got to be right. the smart one, and you got to be the one who's always trying to reel that guy back in." People would tell us this, and while we appreciated the fact that people were invested in what we were doing, we're like that doesn't feel very truthful to who we are. And yeah. as you know the in my opinion my favorite comics are the ones that are closest to who they really are off stage.
0: It's so interesting cuz like the <laughs> I feel like I feel like the thing that has no place in art criticism or dramaturgy is you gotta. Yeah. Yeah. You like got. one person being
1: like you gotta do this. It's like no 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 no. I mean maybe. Yeah. I mean isn't that why we got into this? In the first <laughs> right. place, is to have nobody say you gotta, and and to do. I mean, the truth is, the audience will. Yeah, say the you. world, the world we're in, our ability to to have, make a living and support our families and continue to work will tell us whether we gotta do anything. Do you guys both have veto power
0: over jokes at all times?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think if one it, it really just depends on if somebody is really adamant about I don't like this. We should stop this or we don't we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't go in this direction. And if someone really puts their foot down, the other person has to respect it. You know, it it's never yeah. really go it never really goes three or four rounds or like let's put it up, you know, there are moments and there are moments where you don't know, but you have to trust the other person. So here, so here's an example. So we got to go to the Comedy Store. We have a set at the Comedy Store, which, you know, at the time and right now, the Comedy Store is, I mean, right before all this went down, was a very difficult place to get spots at. It's just yes. a, only a small number of people would get spots it's there. In the, it's in the glory day right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's much like the Comedy Cellar, I think, in, yes. in many yes. ways on the West Coast. Right. And, you know, there's also like... There's a thing at the comedy store, which this is such a little thing that only comics know, but this is such a pulling back of the curtain. There is no, they do tag team at the comedy store. So there's no host. So there's no one who's a buffer between the act you just saw and you. So if you're- to To allow people to get their whatever's out in between. Also, even just to like- Wipe the slate. Yeah, wipe the slate clean. And so, you know, Joe Rogan's on stage, and that's a guy who goes and does a 10,000-person arena. Yeah, yeah He's yeah. not supposed to be followed by anyone at this point. Like, we need to figure out what to do to clear the slate from someone who's performing. <laughs> yes. We got to write something. We got to come up with it. And so Jay had this idea, and I was like, and, and we weren't sure. We you were, were you were skeptical. Randy was skeptical about it so much so that I kinda put it away and didn't think about it so much. Then we got back the next time we were up the store, store. We were backstage and we're right behind the curtain as someone's introducing us. I forgot who uh, it was. If not I don't know Eric if it was Griffin. it was Eric Griffin or uh, Neil Brandon. There I, was I, Eric Griffin and we were like, Hey man, just tell him like we had a Netflix special and I, know I, feel I love, love. Eric Griffin, by And the way. so he's like, These next guys got Netflix. We're like, Are you saying that we have a <laughs> account? <laughs> We got Netflix. Yeah. We have Hulu also. Like, why? are it's you good saying good. we have Netflix? We have Netflix, uh, and we're backstage and and literally talking to each other across the curtain. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Jay's like, we should try it. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. So literally, we went on stage not knowing, not being. Well, s- Randy was yeah. one he was saying no, and then Randy launched into it. So the bit, so the bit was this. The bit was, of course, like for us, very much in our wheelhouse, like a twisting of a common stand-up trope like an alt version of a stand-up trope, which is just to get the crowd whooped up for no reason. And so, you know, walking around the room, kind of stalking the stage. All right, yeah. all right. Okay. Where, okay. All right, where are my dudes where at? Where are my dudes <laughs> at? Make some noise. And they did. And we're like, okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all right where are my ladies at? And the ladies always, always make more noise than the dudes. Also because they're yeah. second. Anyone who's second in that gonna, equation is going to be louder. And so they go nuts and we're like, oh, <laughs> Dudes, so, uh oh, you, I feel like you just got wee-tued. You got wee-tued, <laughs> you, got wee-tued. you got and we just and oh crowd laughs, so there's a little bit of a laugh, but like, okay, 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 oh, okay. we're just feeling out the crowd, okay. So okay. then we're like, okay, where are my single mom's at? Single moms, <laughs> peer, peer, peer. <laughs> and like nobody says anything, so we have this tremendous because even if there are single moms, they're no proud. one's not gonna, gonna cheer. cheer, they're and not cheering. There's like the longest pause, and we're waiting there, and we're like. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. I, 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 I sit. <laughs> so let's get so we stop our own momentum and do that, and then we're like, okay, where, where, are, my, my bros bros at? where are my bros? Where <laughs> my bros at? And a couple of people che- in Jay's like, all right, bros, I see you out there. I where my bros who recently went on a camping trip with their best bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it got cold outside, so you guys climbed in the same sleeping bag for <laughs> warmth. For <I wear, laughs> warmth is what you, told you only brought. Right. one, you were in, you were ill prepared for, for the trip for warmth for warmth. <laughs> but then you looked into to his eyes for one second and then it like clicked and you're like I'd let him put the tip in once where like, you at? Yeah, so crazy <laughs> and it's such a long and I'm like alright where am where I ladies are you still out there ladies where am nah. I it's, it's going on for so long <laughs> like, like ladies Where are my ladies out there who support the war but not the troops? Where you at? Oh God! Where are you at? And then it gets silent. We're like, seriously, where are you? Because you got to leave. You got to leave. That is the wrong attitude to to have about our military. (laughs) And so, like, it just in that in that period of time. So, what does that bit do? That bit is all about energy. That initial thing wipes the stage clean of whatever they just saw. Yeah, even what we just did for like two minutes, just there with you. I mean, that's the bit. You forget what came before you, even if it was Joe Rogan or some massive. I have
0: literal I have two bits that are precisely for that. Yeah. Which is basically what I do at the comedy cellar. If people which like you're saying is like the, the New York equivalent of the store, yeah. Is um because the crowd is a mixed bag. It could be anybody. They right. could know exactly who you are, or they could have no idea who you are. And they live in they're from France. It's their second language. Yeah. <laughs> like it could just yeah. be anyone. Yeah. Yes. And so I always go, uh, I was I was I it's just it's an old story, but it's like I say a few years ago I was asked to to be part of a celebrity golf tournament. And I was my brother and I are paired up with these two guys and and uh to play golf. And 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 the one guy says to me, who do you think our celebrity is going to be? And I go, oh, oh no. I I think it might be me. And then I'm apologizing to this guy. I'm really sorry I'm your celebrity. If you think this is disappointing for you, you can't imagine how disappointing it is for me. And it takes the burden. It's a quick joke. And then I go into a story, whatever I do. Yeah. It takes the burden off the audience of um, assessing who, who is you this guy? are. That's right. Who and is this guy? What your relationship is to them. They're going like, well, I've never heard of this fucking guy. Right. And then you say to them, hey, don't worry about it. I know that you don't know who I am. Stepping away from my conversation with the Sklar brothers to send a shout out to Freshly. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. My favorite kind of food. Um, I'm laughing because later in the show, I actually work on a bit with the Sklar brothers that includes Freshly because I actually sent it. I get it myself. I sent it to my parents. Um, I actually wrote a piece in uh, in the New Yorker where I mentioned Freshly. That's how I got in touch with Freshly because they emailed me. And then I said, oh, you should advertise on the podcast because I uh, I eat your meals. And then I can <laughs> genuinely say I love your meals. They they send stuff like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, chicken pesto bowl. They're all really, really good. Right now, Freshly is offering our Working It Out listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash for bigs. So stop stressing about dinner. Please stop stressing. Go to Freshly.com slash for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash for $40 off your first two orders. So this is a thing we do called the slow round. And it's basically like memories and things that yeah. uh, the, the, they're sort of prompts And one of them I always like to ask is like, what's a story that you guys don't tell on stage, but sort of tell at parties or to friends? Yeah.
1: So here's a story that we used to tell, that we've always thought, I wonder if this could be something. And this was a story that we loved to tell when we were kids, which or a story from when we were kids, when we, I think this was like the first time we like willingly both like lied big time to our parents. <laughs> um, which is great that we went in on it together. Um, yeah. We asked our parents, uh, I don't know where we what magazine we saw this in, but we had like some comic book or magazine or something. In it. Our and then, next door neighbor was doing it. He was doing it, but, the, but we saw the ad for a home needle pointing kit where you could make your own pillows. Oh. And so we went to our parents and we said, can we can we order these needlepoint pillows and our parents said no they just flat out said no it wasn't that it was too expensive and now that we are parents we all, we know that it it's just fun to it say it feels no. really good to just say no to <laughs> stuff <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that why <laughs> because you just just can't. because we're not doing that, you know like uh, a totally weird flex but <laughs> <it's> not, <whatever.
0: laughs> that's not right cuz life isn't cuz life isn't fair is what my mom used to say so
1: so they just said no and we you know, normally took the no and we ate it and we and we lived with it and we weren't very like rebellious kids in that way. And so, but for some reason, this thing, our neighbor was doing it, Andrew Sharon was needle pointing up in his So we were like, you know what, we're gonna do it behind their backs. So we got the <laughs> money together, mailed <laughs> in cash, which always a great idea to put cash in the mail. <laughs> And then for like three weeks, we're like checking the mailbox before our mom and dad. And like, we're really trying to get the, and the kids come and we get them and we like zip upstairs into our rooms and hide them. And then- you know, needle pointing is not something you can do in, like, five minutes. It's like it's a your- project in your room for a <laughs> it's long... It's a
0: long-term project. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's like a craft that takes weeks. <laughs> this also is, by you- the way, like, the nerdiest rebellion... Ever. ...that has ever existed.
1: <laughs> ever. And so dumb, and we're like, all right, let's... let's let's do. And so, like, you're in your room for a long time, and we are, like, at the... We're like, like 11. 11 or 12. So our parents are like you know, what are you doing? Locking the door. What are you doing in your room? (laughs) What are you doing there? We're like, uh, masturbating. (laughs) We're not needle pointing. (laughs) Definitely, nobody's needle pointing in these rooms right now. So like, we're like, I mean, we had to keep it so quiet. Like we each had these like sliding closet doors. Like, we cleared out the stuff in our in the bottom of our closet. We're literally needle pointing in the closet. Yes, closeted yes. needle pointing. So yeah, yeah. And 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 the pillows, which I have to explain. With the pillow, the pillows were. I don't know what they could have been like. They were pillows that would have been too small for Chihuahuas to put their heads on. They were like them. finger pillows. Like I, <laughs> I didn't even know. Like if you're if you're someone who points at someone a lot and then you need to rest that finger down on something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're a heavy pointer and you got to put that. So, so the, it's like the, a, like a tooth, almost like a tooth fairy pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so we finished the actual needle pointing of the face of the thing, and then there were instructions on how to turn it into a pillow. And they were like, you need to get stuffing, get pillow stuffing, and then you need yeah. to find a piece of fabric that cut it and fit it to this back. But we're like 11 years old. We can't be like, mom, can you take us to Michael's? For what? We don't know. We can't tell you, you know, like, just drop us off we're ma- blo- For
0: For uh, masturbating. Yeah.
1: We we want to masturbate it, Michaels. <laughs> at Michaels. You know, it might be the most exciting thing that happens at a Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> look. We we did it at Joanne Fabrics and it was very successful. <laughs> so we so we we this is where we go like off script. And you can't go off script when you're in a needle pointing craft. So we we don't we don't have like a soft piece of material to put on the back of the pillows. So what I did was I found excess wallpaper from my room that I cut in the shape for both mine and Randy's pillow. So, you know, the softness of wallpaper behind your pillow. Yeah. Okay. And I, we, we've sewed it on because it was kind of clothy and we sewed it on. And then we stuffed the pillows with our old underwear. Underwear. (laughs) Okay. Underwear that we may have masturbated into. I don't know. Yeah, of course. And 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 this that so vivid, it, yeah. It's so weird and it's that, so weird. And, and then it. that became the stuffing of the pillows, and we finished it. And so then lumpy, uncomfortable finger pillows on every in every sense of the word. These were the shittiest pillows ever. <laughs> <They're literally laughs> the worst. And so that that's something that happened to us when we were younger, and we were like, God, I wonder if there is a way to tell this story on stage or what it's about.
0: I feel like it's one of those stories that it's like it's such a good story it reveals so much about you, which is like, you're like nerds to the core. Yes. And that exemplified itself in like a classic child thing, which is lying to your parents. Right, rebellion. About this ridiculous thing. And I just wonder like, where does it land?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess like today, you know, you could talk about it in terms of today, the fact that we are have spent a year with our kids with, oh. like, nowhere to go. Like, they yeah. can't hide shit Like, right, we're us. too inside their we're business. T- also, I think parents are, by the nature of the way parenting has kind of moved right now, we're just, as parents, more involved in our kids' lives, for better and for worse.
0: I I feel, I think about this all the time. I, I'm like, I mean, the amount of time that we spend, you know, w- Talking about our daughter and, like, yeah. working on things with our daughter. Like, I think about my own childhood. Like, I feel like I was – I mean, people use the term free-range children. Like, I really – I feel like when there was no school, <laughs> yeah. it would just be like, go outside. Yeah, going out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it would be like um, – I guess I should go home. It's dark out. Right. Like, I would be gone all day. All I was, like, seven.
1: <laughs> we, we were, like, playing. We'd be, like, playing neighborhood sports with, like, all the kids in the neighborhood a couple of houses down. And our mom would, like, come out at 630. I mean, she again, we'd be, like you, gone all day. God knows what she didn't know what we were doing. But we were, like, oh, we're going to play, you know, football down the street. And she would come out of our house and just out to the neighborhood. Not even Say our names. She would just come out of the house and be like, <laughs> dinner. And then we would turn to our friends and be like, "God, oh, she's all over us, God, man! She's ah. Jesus Christ. Get off our back, lady. She's a smother.
0: She's Get not a mother. There. She's just smothering, smothering
1: us. us." But it's like you know, and that and that was like too much. I
0: was like lighting. I was like lighting fires in the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was, I was literally yeah. possibly creating uh, a calamity in the town yeah. at all times. I was
1: like. Kicking over uh, <laughs> gravestones in the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it, now you think about that, you think about how disrespectful that is. I it's mean, all we, were, all we were doing was needle pointing in a closet. So this is a this is a new thing. Two two pieces of it. They're both kind of similar, but like they're two pieces. You can start with the first part. which well, the is- first part was when my son turned 11. He wanted a phone, and I, you know, in my mind, I was like, "Can we hold out till 13?" That's a that's a long <laughs> right. time. To I've hold heard
0: on. this. I've heard my brother dealing with the same issue. It's so-
1: crazy. So he's 11. and I'm like, "All right, he's you know, middle of his fifth grade year. He's going into sixth grade, which is middle school. It was before the pandemic. So I'm like, next year he's going to kind of be on his own a little bit more. I should get him a phone. You also don't. Want all of his friends to be like texting each other, and he's left out. Like that. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah, yeah. you have to you. You're, you're to, walking that line. You got to ride that wave in a week. gotta yes. you got to surf that wave. Uh, am even, I am I denying him a cultural touchstone? Versus, am I being overprotective, or am I being are you just right about point? Out? Right. So so I we decided after my wife and I decided after much deliberation to do it, and you know. I, so you give them the phone and, and it's so funny because I talked to a bunch of other parents about the moment when they gave their kid their phone. It felt like they were talking about the moment they had to put their own parents into, like, hospice. You just feel yes. ashamed. You're like, oh, well, no, we, held, we held out as long as we could. Uh, you know, yes. we're just going to slowly say goodbye to him, uh, I guess. There are now. some days know. I'll just walk into his room and just sit there with him, just yeah. to let him know that I'm there. He doesn't know that he I'm don't, there. We don't talk anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we definitely don't talk anymore. Someone should probably go in there and flip him over so he doesn't get bed sores. That's a good call. That's a good call. Is he eating? I, I don't let, think he's eating. Let, let's just get his affairs in order. For, yeah. And then uh. we'll see him on the other side when he's... 20 so so this is where i think the bit can bridge to another bit we have which is giving someone a phone is is almost like you're saying here let me give you give this present to you which is a gift of you now asking me for a million other things that you can do. yes
0: it's a gateway gift it's a
1: gateway gift i mean it's the reason why most genies say you can't wish for more wishes that's more
0: wishes yeah yeah
1: classic that is that's a great point, man. Uh, and I think that's so, so, so basically it's the more wishes wish. So I, I now for his 12th birthday, he was like, can I have Instagram? And I was like, <laughs> right? oh, God. Jesus Christ. Uh, great
0: price. Great price, by the way.
1: Great price. Yeah. Right. I can get it for cheap. Yeah. I was just like, mm, man. All right. I guess, and again, you like fight it, and you fight it, and you stay up all night and think about it, and you talk like, about it. I'm gonna have to give it to him. There's a sense, there's a part of you that says I gotta give it to him. So you're like, how can I ruin this for him? Right. So, so right. I'm like, yeah, that's it. So he's gonna get it, and as soon as he gets it, I'm gonna regret it. And I'm I was co- like, you gotta ruin it for him. So Ran, I was like, how can I ruin Instagram? And he and we started talking about you gotta parent Instagram, like treat it like something you're parenting, and then he won't want to do it. So I got to be like constantly like, hey, you know, you ha- I noticed you're following Uncle David, but you didn't like any of his photos. You got to start liking oh his God. photos. And like all the black oh and white ones God. he takes of his food. I don't know why he black and whites the food. And you but- can't just like them. <laughs> you have to comment on them. <laughs> yeah, you got to comment on them. And then you have to comment on some of the other comments. You got to get involved. I mean, this is your family. Someone just me. wrote a nice thing about your skateboarding video. Did you even I like it? Like to- Did you even like it? And you can't <laughs> oh use that God. music. You have to sub like it. I mean, it's like then <laughs> suddenly you become that. And they're like, Fine. you know what? I don't need to be Get off of Instagram.
0: (laughs) What you're describing is not only a good comedy bit, but a great idea. Right. It's a (laughs) (laughs)
1: life... It's a life hack.
0: Like, it's a life hack. It's straight up like, I'm already thinking about the things I could do that with with my daughter to make them less cool than they are. Totally. So you
1: just... And if you go that route, like that's your only recourse. Like that's in in those moments, as the wave is coming, that's sort of your only recourse is to ruin it in a parenting way, and it is kind of fun.
0: I had one tag in the middle that occurred to Please. me, which is like, which is like, well, you know, you know, he, my son wanted an Instagram, and you know what they say about these these social media things? If if it doesn't cost anything, then your son is the cost. <laughs> <laughs> You, it's really you have to good. pay with your child. Oh, that's right. God, your, it's so You true. have to give your child to the Facebook corporation. That's right. And they, they are never returned again.
1: Right. Or they're never returned the same. It's like they went to, like they were one of the hostages in Iran or they went to prison yes. for three years. They're Tom Selleck in that movie where he went to prison and he comes back and he can't have normal sex with his wife.
0: <laughs> yes. And also it's like this thing of like, like at what point, is the technology that they're asking us for, wh- at what point does it cross the line? Like, where they're like, Dad, I want a taser. Yeah. <laughs> you're like,
1: well, I don't know if you should, what do you need the taser for? Are fr- like, all I, my friends are tasing each other. I guess, look, I don't want them to fall behind here. Yeah. That's- it's like,
0: they're, my friends are tasing each other. It doesn't kill you. <laughs>
1: uh they're they're back on their feet in 12 to 24 hours. <laughs> Look it's better than vaping. It's definitely not as addictive as vaping. It's better than vaping. It's better than football. That's, it's better than vaping is the conversation you have with your wife. That's the like <laughs> we're giving <laughs> Honey, it's better <laughs> that, That's the moment you know you're going to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. When somebody says it's, it's better, better than vaping, than vaping.
0: stepping away from my conversation with the Sklar Brothers to send a shout-out to our sponsor, ShipStation. If you are shipping things or you're selling stuff online, which we all are, let's be honest. <laughs> or maybe we are. I mean, we, for example, when you're a guest on the show, we send our guests uh, Beats headphones, wireless Beats headphones, and we ship them using ShipStation. So my brother Joey Bag of Donuts... He uses, uh, he uses ShipStation no matter where you're selling, if it's Amazon, Etsy, your own website. ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. Ship more in less time. Use my offer code Burbigs to get a 60-day free trial. Free? What's that? Two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Go to ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in Burbigs. That's ShipStation.com, offer code Burbigs. And now, back to the show. I I wanted your help with this bit that I, I tell sometimes over the years, but I feel like there's like something deeper to be found in it, which is that my brother Joe is better than me at, a lot of things. One of the things is skiing. Yeah. To me, I just don't get it with skiing. To me, skiing is is just brainstorming ways to die. Like like what if what if we got on top of a really steep mountain? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's good. But what if what if we we got to raise the stakes? We could strap four foot long razor blades to our feet, <laughs> and then create barriers along the way. Mm-hmm. Like like we're all we're all human pinballs. Yep. And uh and so. A few years ago, he convinces me. This is like eight years ago. He convinces me we're in Utah, doing a gig, and uh, he convinces me to go skiing. And I haven't gone as a grown-up. I only as a kid. Right. And I get the rental skis or whatever. I get to the top of the mountain, and and I'm am fl- just flying, just flying down the mountain. <laughs> yeah. And I and my skis, um, my skis hit, uh, get stuck in one of the moguls, one of yeah. the bumps. And my body does not, and so my body just <laughs> flies in the air oh. like a thirty-pound toddler yeah. on a b- bouncy castle. Yeah. And and so then I land on sort of my shoulder and my face, and now I'm sliding down the mountain. Yeah. Uh, with my with my face as my skis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Equally distributing my equipment. Uh, along the way, mm-hmm. mittens and hats and skis and poles, like, like a yard sale, yeah. is uh, that's what they call it, a yard sale yeah. skiing accident where uh, where it looks like I'm selling uh, all of my stuff, which is what I should be doing. I should be like, yeah. this didn't work out for me. Maybe it'll work out for you. <laughs> that's right. And uh, I've always thought it's not the best look for a salesman just a man with a broken shoulder (laughs) lying face down on a mountain yeah just going maybe i could interest you in some equipment (laughs) i'll take whatever amount will get me to a hospital yeah and and i'm lying there on the on the on the ground and i hear laughter and i look up and it's my brother joe who is taking photos of me with (laughs) with his phone and i go joe i'm in pain and joe says mike you're gonna want these photos and <laughs> and I and I do, I've never seen the photos no. and I don't I don't know where those photos are
1: no it's so good that he couldn't even follow through on that is so funny so our, <laughs> yeah that, that he could yeah exactly I broke my shoulder and you couldn't even just attach it to an email thanks a lot Joe. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything like that where you're like because
0: I think that it's a fun story, it's but great. I feel like there's got to be a deeper meaning to it. It's like, what is it about? Okay.
1: So here's what I think it's about. It's so interesting as comics, like we really do more than, I don't want to say more than regular civilians, but I will say more than people who aren't in comedy, we take massive risks. Every time we step on stage, You're right. it could That's be right. a disaster, especially in front of lots of people, on TV, like all kinds of things. Like we take so many risks. So I think... As a result, if you're not a self-destructive person, then if you're not Steve O. If you're not Steve O yes. or if you're not like a drug addict or, you know, you're not someone who's just like off-the-rails, if you're not Steve O. <laughs> (laughs) then then you've used up – you've maybe used up all of your risk cards on stand-up. So then when someone invites you to do something else that is super risky, like if because you're not good at it, it's not risky for him because he's good at it. Like there's no chance. But for you, when you're flying down the hill, it's like you – are just you know it, it, to me it's like you're having sex without a condom with someone you just met like you know oh at a host a youth hostel in like Amsterdam it's like we <laughs> right. don't you know like it's such a feeling of like this could be this could end horribly wrong number for one it's all could us. end horribly wrong number two your leg could get stuck in a mogul <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's true by the way and I think like Joe is you know in terms of our collaboration as as comedy writers. I'm much more on the on the side of like let's just go for it and take major risks and Joe is always on the end of like well we kind of don't want to offend this this person we don't want to offend dads right. we don't want to offend right. whatever my mom right. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> right. and, yeah. and and I, and I'm actually more on, on the you know we got to go for it we only live once but but he has that when he when he's uh, skiing moguls he, he he looks like my comedy right. when he's skiing moguls that's right.
1: right so here so here so how about this i got this so you start the whole story and you want to cuz this is really about the relationship between you and your brother and you think your brother is secretly trying to get back at you so you <laughs> right. talk about talk about a joke you wanted to do that he didn't want you to do. Oh, and then fun. you say the joke. Yeah, are like, yes. Here's what I defended. He thought it was going to be offensive to this and then you can make fun of that. But the idea is that, that he thinks you're taking that risk. So maybe his way to get back yeah. at you is to take you skiing which is a life thing yeah. and you talk about how we as comics are constantly on the edge is this bit gonna work is this story gonna work and are we gonna yeah. is this gonna tank is it gonna fall we live on that edge we're at the top of a mountain every time we take the stage and you don't know how it's gonna go you don't know where the icy spot is gonna be on the thing you just don't know and so he takes you down literally because what skiing is is – and then you get into what skiing is. Because I think that's yeah. the larger truth of it is like the risk-taking that your brother takes versus you. It's 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 very personal, but I also think it's very – that's the larger thing. I mean what I would say is there's also a notion that you can go further with it in terms of like – and it's never enough for people who ski. Hey, I'm skiing down this black – yes. It's straight down the – and, the, and like, if you conquer that, that's not enough. Oh, okay. well, I had a helicopter drop me up on Jupiter Bowl. It's like, <laughs> who gives a, yeah. yeah. I got shot out of a slingshot with my I right. had to put my skis on in the air. It's that's like, like Jeff right. Ross going like, I'm gonna roast people in prison. It's like, okay. <laughs> right. right okay, all right. All right, I get a, so, But I mean, it's that, the idea is that it's never enough for skiing people. So even if you were to do this, there's someone else going like, well, have you tried this? Like, see, it's- No, and they, that's
0: a great example. And it's like, and, and that you know, Joe will ski on glades or whatever, yeah. which is like, that's not the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> that's not where you're supposed to right. ski. <laughs>
1: like, there's no chairlift there. Well, have you done it on parabolic? I don't even know what parabolic yeah. skis are. <laughs> right. <know? laughs> So as far as the yard sale part of it, I think it's so funny because that is what it is. It looks like that. I think you can go even further with that. Like and, what's in your yard yeah. sale? Yeah, so I mean, it was so oh, much for right. yard sale. It was my hat, it was my gloves, two Woody Allen books that I'm just not sure <laughs> if I need anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, res- I respect what he did as a comedian, but I'm just squeamish about it. Best offer, guys, best offer. A framed magic eye fo- uh, painting, <laughs> which I already know where it is. It's three dolphins <laughs> jumping out of what I've seen in a uh, fur coat. We just don't <laughs> need it. And I know... From is making a comeback, but we just don't need it anymore. <laughs> um, some newspaper clippings. I Just whatever. It's just like all that stuff that was left on Things the you would find at a yard. Then you're kind of making... That's a how you injured were. you were. Things. That you, then you can make fun of yard sales for the stuff that they sell. It.
0: I think that's... I think oh, those are hilarious. And I think that those are... Uh, that's a great superstructure, this idea of risk and yeah. making the story about risk. Because that's... You know, when I work with, like, Ira Glass or I work with my yeah. director, Seth Barish, like what they're always trying to do is pull out of me, like, what is this whole thing about? Like, what's the story under the story?
1: So we try and think about that with our bits all the time. It's it's what allows us to get into that. I mean, it's... We do, like, three things. We're like, what is this bit about? How do the two of us fit into it? Because that's something that you don't have to do that we have to figure out. Yeah, we're like, what is this bit about? What are we trying to say about it? What are the jokes? And then how can we create some structure that is a good thing for the two of us to be involved? That only we can do. That's a Sklar brother bit. because we are where we are and it's because we had our kids a little bit later in life, what we're we're in that in-between where you're dealing with that with your kids this is that kind of an interesting bridge. And then you're dealing with parents that are getting older. Our mom's 75 and she had two strokes. And, you know, you're dealing with wow. that aspect of that. And she's wonderful and amazing, but you're kind of taking care of her and she's far away. And you're thinking about how during this pandemic, how she's handling it, and how she's like every pre-existing condition so she can't see anybody. And it's yeah. just hard. And so during the pandemic, what came out as like a product that was so interesting to us was- J- I think it was in Japan. In J- of course it was Japan. Uh, Our are, are sex robots that are also companions for older people. It's a safe- Oh, yes,
0: yes, yes. That's a right. A
1: safe way for older people to have companionship in a sex robot. We were like- Okay, great. We are so on board with this. Having a mother who is, you know, isolated and whatnot, we are so on board with like the sex robot companion for the elderly. Great idea on paper. But if you've ever tried to help your parents or grandparents set up email, <laughs> this is, this will kill everything, including your relationship with them. Like, you are uh, not going to want to hang out. Because there's going to be a moment where she's gonna well, going to be going down in the menu. And what, you're what we're saying come. is like that box better come and you better open it up and that robot better. Are come out ready to go. Just start banging Just <laughs> <to> start banging. <laughs> like, you, you shouldn't have to. Be, it shouldn't you even know. be an on switch. No, you should. Yeah, to yeah, set yeah. up anything because, like, your mom shouldn't say to yourself, "How do I turn on the sex robot?" You Easy. should be like, "How does it turn, turn you, you on?" on. That's exactly. how it should go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how is it turning you on, <laughs> Nana? And so you're just like, it, it, because it's almost
0: like it's almost like you want. It's like I want that robot on an airplane from Japan, (laughs) flying first class, getting an Uber to my mom's house, Opening the front door and giving her a hug. Yes.
1: I've (laughs) never rooted for AI, like, to develop more. (laughs) I think coming off the giving your kid the phone and giving your kid Instagram, yes, it's the other side of that spectrum of how we are these parents and be people who are almost 50 years old and in between this thing, and that's what we're dealing with. And the sex robot for companionship for your mom, and that's just a bad idea. I mean, we have a whole other story, and I don't know if we ever even told you this about... um, the uh, like our mom right before the pandemic, she was out here in LA, and she uh she, <laughs> she asked me to, she asked us, Jay and I was in the room too. She was like, Can you guys help me? And then Jay just left. I mean, like, he just heard, can you guys help me? Oh and then, like, in the shape of my body was the dust that was on my body. <laughs> and then <laughs> you could hear my car starting, and <laughs> it's just like a car door and a weep weep, and he was gone. <laughs> Uh, she's like, can you help me? This is March 7th, okay, right before the pandemic went down. Can you help me make an Evite for her 75th seventy fifth birthday party yeah. on March 29th? And she's like, but I don't want people to, do, I don't want it to be called a birthday party. Like, I don't want people to know that oh it's gosh. a party for my birthday. You mean, and we're like, yeah. you mean all your friends who know that your birthday is on March 29th? <laughs> and yeah, just call, she said, just call it an open house. And we were like, yeah. oh. So you want, you want to, you don't want people to know it's your birthday. You want them to think that you're selling your house. Okay. So let's put that <laughs> confusion into the mix there. So I'm looking on Evite with her to try and find, I, I don't realize what I'm about to step into. This is why you don't get your mom a sex I mean, maybe that's the end of this whole story, but like, I i am looking at it. They have an open house. Thank God. They have an open house Evite. That is a template on there. Oh. And I go to show it to her. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to do this in 10 minutes. This is going to be amazing. I show her the open house Evite and she looks at the picture of the house on the Evite and she's like, that's not my house. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. mom, they they, they don't have your house
0: on the (laughs) front of the Evite
1: template for an open house that is really your birthday, (laughs) but it's your open house. So I I was like, we're all in L.A. No, No one has a picture of your door opening up. So I start to, that starts the next three hours of she and I looking at pictures of doors Opening that she's JPEGs like JPEGs of doors, JPEGs, the uh, images. So no, that one opens in that out. Mine opens in. Okay, oh my who God. cares? This, no, I showed her a picture of a A mo- really, there was a cool door on like a modern house, and you would have think that I was like I'd shown her like pictures of piles of glasses in Auschwitz. She looked at <laughs> oh this door God. and she was just like, Ugh. it was like <laughs> oh reviled gosh. about how modern the door was. It took so long. Finally. I see this tiny thumbnail of like light pouring into this beautiful house that looks somewhat similar to mom's house. And she's like, I like it. I'm like, great. We got it. Let's get it. I click it. It's tiny. You can't really see what it is. I put it into the Evite card. And when it's enlarged, it's a picture of a door open in a house and a person leaning down to a kid in a wheelchair. Oh my (laughs) God. To which I'm like, Okay, mom. This is the one we're using. So you're either going to have to like combine your open house with like a, a fundraiser for muscular dystrophy or something. You're going to or become god. friends with a kid in a wheelchair because th- in order to make this thing relevant, because this is what right. she's like. No. So then we spent another hour looking at French doors. She's like, they're not going to be in my bedroom. I know they're not going to be in your bedroom. Mom.
0: Oh my god. So we
1: finally we finally settle on a door. I-, I can't believe how long this took me. So then she gets me all of her friends' emails to put in. And I start putting them in, and they are no person over 70 has mike burbiglia at gmail.com. There is no <laughs> every person over 70 is like Mike.burbiglia yes, 736 yes. number sign yep, AGF yep. seven nineteen at C-A dot dot net. And you're like, I, I, these are not email addresses, these are the nuclear codes. Like here they all are right here. <laughs> So I put them all in and every single one of them bounces back because there are so many letters in there there's no human way that you could get it correct like and I'm a smart uh. person I just am not answering correctly it takes me 2 days and I finally enter all of them. And by the way, mom will not allow She won't them. let him send it even though Randy's like, "You know you can add names to the list." She's like, "I don't want some people getting in." I don't evite. want Ellen Gross to be mad that Linda Wallace got the Evite right, first and I was of like, "Of course, oh. yeah." I, I'm like, "You mean the Evite for the open house that you're having?" Yeah. So <laughs> She so we finally get them all in and I mean it takes me 2 days. And we get the last one there and she's like, "You've refinanced your house." And th- that was simpler <laughs> than what I had to do in this e-vite process and we click literally click send and send out the evite, and then at that moment the entire world shuts down and she has to cancel the party because all of her oh friends God. have pre-existing conditions yes of course this, this is why old people can't have sex robots
0: right well that i mean the sex robots thing it's such an odd it's such an i think i guess the question with the story about your mom and both stories about your mom is like what is it about like is, is your mom in st louis still she, she is
1: she is in st louis
0: so, so she's in St. Louis, and it's like, I mean, is it ultimately about,
1: like, guilt that you're not in St. Louis with her? I think there's a little bit of that. I think there is, like, our mom has such a, this is such a funny thing that our mom, like, our mom hates whenever we have beards, because I think
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's my mom, too. She, you know what my mom says? She, she goes, you look
1: dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's it, so- it makes you look when- dirty. It is such a funny thing. And I, and for the longest time, it annoyed the hell out of me. I'm like, mom, you're making me want to grow a David Letterman beard right now because of what yes. you're saying. But what I realized in a lot of ways is that they still see you as their kids. And maybe that's yeah. infantilizing and not fair, but like, fine. Like, they want you to be their kids. And when they see this, like, grown man who's, like, got a beard and a whole thing going on, then they feel again. It's like, it's the same feeling I feel when I give my kid a phone. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap, you're going to grow up and not need me for anything anymore at all. But I think, like, the fu- I think the fundamental
0: story of our parents asking us f- to do, to be tech support for them, when, like, it's like I have been working... For 25 years to be a comedian so that I don't have to be a tech support technician.
1: <laughs> well, but th- what's so funny is like then maybe the, the bit is like that now in more than ever, you understand the concept of outsourcing. So like <laughs> right. there should just be a moment where you there should be. A, and We're not saying to India or to another country. Right. I'm saying at this moment, your mom asks you for a certain thing and then you should be able to outsource to another person who's around you. So- mom sourcing. Yeah. Mom sourcing. out mom, mom sourcing, yeah. yeah. Mom source it. Yeah, you got to call, call You got to mom
0: school. source that. You got to mom source
1: that. I mean, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Like, you don't want to deal with that. You just mom, mom source it. it. You send it to someone. It's not like random tech support. <laughs> it's someone who cares about our mom, but who's not <laughs> us. <laughs> it's, not. it's someone who has a mom. And has been a mom, that's right? A- it's like we outsource. We're 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 tech support for someone else's mom.
0: <laughs> I think I think mom sourcing it is
1: really funny. Like sticky concept. It's a great. It one. is because like it's something that's like yeah for two hours a week. Randy and I we mom source for a different mom. She's in Cleveland. <laughs> And you know, all the emotions taken out of it. And yeah, I mean, we have tons of compassion for this woman. And you know, I just helped her, we just helped her set up her TiVo. And yeah, I know that's 20 years old, but I mean, it works great. (laughs) She loves the book, but we had so much patience for her. (laughs) I think that's great. I think Mom's Source is funny. I think
0: one of the things about, one of the unsung, like, greatnesses, I think, of good comedy is when a comedian pitches an idea as a joke that's actually, like, a decent idea.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, right. as
0: like as an invention or, like, a company. You're yeah. like, actually, mom sourcing would be pretty good to have. Stepping away from my conversation with the Sklar brothers to send a shout-out to Helix Mattresses. Oh, they're so comfy. I've been sleeping on a Helix mattress... For the past year, and it's made my serious sleepwalking disorder go away nowadays. <laughs> it is not, I cannot I cannot make medical claims on these podcast reads, but uh I have had great nights of sleep. It's true, I've had great nights of sleep. If you go to helix.com slash you take their two-minute sleep quiz. They match you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have soft and medium and firm mattresses. And you, you go to helixsleep.com right now for working it out listeners. They are offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash And now back to the show. So I have a thing, I have a thing about my mom, which is that uh I say like she's like a Christian, but she's like this bizarro eccentric branch of Christianity <laughs> that emulates Christ. And uh, you know, they work with food banks and helping local homeless shelters and and uh you know, stuff that Jesus would do if he was still alive when he wasn't cleaning up in the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh, <laughs> one of the things my mom does that I've always admired is she takes the consumerism out of Christmas. So she always has a rule, which is she does either no presents Uh or presents under $5. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? So I don't know if you've ever tried purchasing a gift for under $5. A lot of secondhand bars of soap. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of used notebooks, half-eaten boxes of cereal. Sure. And, um... And then uh no, but she usually ends up stopping by CVS. Yep, com- completely serious, going to like one of the bins, mm-hmm. and and she usually just gets me a notebook, which I'm easy to shop for because I love notebooks. Sure. And um I and I and I recently had one she, she gave me that had a prompt, which is like, what's something that you wish you could do if there were no barriers or obstacles? And I wrote down, and this is completely earnest. I was like, I wish I could tell my parents I love them, or do anything that indicates that I love them. And when I say my my parents, no one says I love. No one says I love you. They're completely loving. Yeah. They're, they're wonderful people. Yeah. No one ever says I love you. Uh huh. No, I mean they say they say take care. Yeah. <laughs> so, very like a very emotional
1: conversation. Jesus, the are, they, are they mob bosses? Take care, <laughs> watch out. It'd be a shame if something happened <laughs> to, to you, man. Michael, and your wife <laughs> and your daughter. You take care, Michael. <laughs> take care, of that brother of yours too. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to put some stuff on his wall. Yeah, I hope. I hope nothing bad happens to you when you go skiing, Mikey. <laughs> so um, every once in a while,
0: when I was a kid, my parents would say a variation. On I love you, which would be, "We wub you <laughs> which is not the same thing. It's, um, no, it's like you know, the, like if a, my dog died, like my dog Leo died in a motorcycle accident, when I was a kid, uh, and they were like, "We wub you." And I'm like,
1: it's not the same thing. No, your parents are like the Fonz trying to say he's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, Wait, did the Fonz have a hard time saying "I'm sorry"? Yeah, yeah. He couldn't say "I'm sorry," and he couldn't say "I love you." He yeah. also couldn't say "I love you." Yeah. Oh, say, love really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do.
0: that's so funny. I think I think that's a good joke to say that my mom is like the Fonz of the Fonz of mothers. Yeah,
1: she can't say "I love you." Uh, she, her office is in a bathroom. <laughs> she wants water skied over a... us.
0: <laughs> my dad makes her live above the garage. So. So, what I did with my parents over the pandemic, I wanted to do something loving. And so I got them these pre made meals uh, that are called freshly, yeah. which I think is a terrible name for a, a product. Like <laughs> the, <laughs> the the Lee at the end yeah. is very suspicious. Is it
1: fresh? fresh must, it's
0: freshish. Freshish. I mean, it's yeah, fresh. Yeah, it's, it's like calling something tasty kind of. <laughs> yeah, ta- <laughs> tasty esque. It's Stacy Esker, not spoiledly. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, I I, uh, I get them the freshly meals, and uh, and I I don't hear back. Yeah. And no word. And finally, uh, I I call my mom and I go, Hey, it's like a month later. I go, Hey, did you get those freshly meals that we sent? Yeah. It was a long pause and uh i go mom uh did did they get to you no response <laughs> yeah i go mom are you there clearly someone had murdered the freshly meals <laughs> <laughs> someone took the chicken out of the container and re-killed it to make sure the chicken wasn't zombie chicken yeah. and my mom and my mom goes yes i'm here michael and then she paused again oh my god and i go mom Mom, it's okay if you didn't like the Freshly Meals. And she goes, We didn't like the Freshly Meals. And I go, Mom, it's okay if you didn't like the Freshly Meals. I'm just surprised because they're so basic. It's just like fresh chicken. And she said... (laughs) Who could could have
1: this much of a reaction to it? Yeah, and she goes,
0: They're too fancy.
1: Yeah, stop.
0: And And I knew what she meant. Like, some of them were like... Yeah, you know, some of them were like chicken and macaroni and cheese, but other other of them were like like vin- chicken vindaloo, yeah. and, you know, which you could construe as fancy. Too fancy. And I go, Mom, I'll cancel them, I'll get something else. And the end of the story is I go, it felt like the weight of the world was off my m- mother's Christian shoulders. It felt like this was something she had grappled with yeah. for weeks. She yeah. had told me the truth, even though it was uncomfortable. It was as though she told me she loved me. Well,
1: that's, that's, that's great. I mean, in my brain, I thought she was going to say, You're like, she, Michael, I'm still here. My, did you like the freshly meals? And she said, We didn't love them. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you're like, yeah, Oh, that's good. You can say that. it so, doesn't you, so you didn't, <laughs> we didn't love them. Did you wub them? Yeah. Did you wub them? <laughs> we didn't wub them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Well, it's funny because, like, I feel like your story, like, today, like, what we're talking about, a lot of this stuff is, like, family, mm-hmm. and and what I what it makes me realize is that when you're talking about, like, jokes about your family, so much of it, whether you're talking about your son, you're talking about your mom, I'm talking about my parents, it's like, you're really talking about how you're insecure about... How to love your parents and your kids. And that's sort of underlying all of the comedy. It's like, we all, I feel like so often we think about comedy like it's like a cynical game, but actually, it's like, I think in a lot of ways, or at least some comedy is really about just insecurity.
1: Definitely, and your insecurity and your willingness to put that insecurity out there makes other people feel comfortable about their own stuff, and they can just be like, "Oh my god, me too." That I if this my mom did this, I swear to God, there, I can't even imagine my grandma with a sex robot. I, there, <laughs> you, I you know, but the idea of yes. like, but just the idea that your parents could create drama out of a freshly, freshly food yes. order is so. Funny that that became like a whole thing and just their idea of Christianity. Well, and- were there other? My question, I think, for you is that were there other moments in your childhood or in your life where they could have said it, but what did they say instead? Like at your wedding, or oh,
0: I'll tell you a funny thing that I've never said to anyone is um, I think when whatever puberty hit, like I remember. Going into my parents' bedroom and being like, my nipples are like hard. (laughs) (laughs) And they just like started laughing about it. Like it was an inside joke between them. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I feel like it's one of those memories on a loop that I talk about in the slow round of like, I've never forgotten that. Ever I guarantee you they don't remember it happening. No, no way. way.
1: There's no way they remember that happening. Like the fact that your mom the fact that you sent your mom chicken Vindaloo is a bigger deal than that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> One last thing is we do a working it out for a cause where I'm gonna donate. To a nonprofit that you guys think uh, is doing a good job right now, anything local or anything yeah. you could that you've done benefits for in the past?
1: Yes. Yeah. So um, we have been involved uh, heavily with this organization for a long time in Los Angeles, and and now more than ever, they need it. They're so good. It's called the Young Storytellers Program, uh, and what they do is, you know, when kids were in school, they would go to schools that didn't have sort of. Expand in LAUSD arts programs and whatnot. And they would. We did it as mentors. We did it as mentors. You come in as a mentor and, and during kids' lunch times, like nine, 10, 11 year old, 12 year old kids. For 10 weeks. For 10 weeks, you sit with them and sort of talk to them and bring out of them a five-page screenplay that they dictate to you. Wow. You, you can't change it. It's their words. You talk to them about it and get them to write like a, whatever's going on. A lot of times it under, you know, it sort of unearths the things that are going on in their lives. But it's just an organization that we constantly go back to and continue to, you know, give time and effort and energy and, and direct money towards because they do great stuff. And, and it has far-reaching uh, you know, far re- reaching tentacles in a, in a positive way, because these kids go on to then sort of become more confident in what they're doing and then pass it on to other people that they know.
0: I, I think that that's amazing. I'm going to contribute to that. I'm going to put a link in the show notes and, uh, encourage people throw five bucks, throw yeah. 10 bucks. Like Why that's not? a great organization that Jason and Randy are involved with. You know, they're doing good work. I think that's phenomenal.
1: Thanks, man. Thank you.
0: Um, well, Jason and Randy, thanks for doing this, and uh, let's do it again really soon.
1: I'd for love sure. to love to. Thanks, Mike.
0: Working it out because it's not done. We're working it out because there's no that's gonna do it for another episode of Working It Out. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to follow the Sklar Brothers, follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Sklar Brothers. Our producers of Working It Out are myself along with Peter Salamone and Joseph Burbiglia. consulting producer Seth Barish, sound mix by Kate Belinsky, assistant editor Mabel Lewis. Special thanks to my consigliere Mike Berkowitz as well as Marissa Hurwitz and Josh Upfall. Special thanks to Jack Antonoff for our music. As always, a very special thanks to my wife, the poet, J-Hope Stein. Our book, the new one, is at your local bookstore. It's the perfect time to get a book at a local bookstore and get local pizza and get local grocery store food and get local Zingerman's if you're in Ann Arbor. As always, a special thanks to my daughter, Una, who created this radio fort made of pillows Thanks most of all to you who have listened and have written user reviews on Apple Podcasts and other places. It helps with our algorithm, which is really what working it out is all about. Algorithms. Thanks most of all to you who have listened. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We are we're working it out. I'm going to be writing down a lot of the stuff they said in the show today. (laughs) Those are going to my notes. I'll see you next time, everybody.